It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, the round 16 edition of Crunch Time is with Luke Hodge, David King, Riley Beveridge and Sam Edmonds sitting in for the big G, the captain, Jared Waitley, who is away. Bit of R&R. Well deserved too for G, I might add as well. But the Western Bulldogs, they open proceedings today at Marvel Stadium with a return bout against Fremantle. The Dogs sit seventh in that logjam of sides fighting for a top eight stronghold. And their chief executive, Amit Baines, is with us just over an hour out from the first bounce. Amit, welcome back to SEN and Crunch Time. Thanks for having me, Sam, gents. And dare I mention it, but you're coming off the bye. You found the secret recipe? We are. We are, yeah. Obviously, uh, that statistic remains intact. Um, look, it's been a, a very minor discussion item, but I think from our perspective, we just prepare like we normally prepare and, um, you know, always have an emphasis on starting games well and, and set the tone early, so that won't change today. These are high stakes, aren't they? I know it's round 16, but mention that glut of teams that, you know, only a game separates basically, you know, fifth all the way down to 11th. Uh, uh, a slippery slope at the moment, crossroad games, all of them. Oh, they are. Um, great for the competition, obviously, and um, exciting for our fans to, to come along and, um, you know, look at the, the glass half-full opportunity that awaits. But, yeah, they're, they're critical games. Where do you sit with the season so far? Is, is it is it tracking as you'd expected? Is it is it fractionally behind? Is it uh, is it still in the balance? Is it too early to assess? Because you look at the the talent that the that you have at your disposal, and I guess outside looking in, we probably thought you'd be a little bit more in tune with the top three or four teams. Yeah, look, I think that's fair, Kingy. Um, I think it's been an inconsistent year. Obviously, didn't start the way we wanted it to with a couple of bad losses. Um, to kick off proceedings, uh, got back on track after that period and then unfortunately dropped three games and a couple of those games, and you look at, I'm sure you would have dissected last night's game at length, that the Gold Coast game, you lose by a kick and you have 20 inside 50s in the second quarter for two points. Geelong, you know, dominate play in the first half and don't convert. And um, Going back to what Sammy said, those those missed opportunities come back to hurt and the difference between being in the bottom part of the eight and higher. So I think to, to characterise the season overall, it's been a bit inconsistent. Timmy English plays his 100th game today. Has he surprised you what he's been able to produce so far? Uh, probably not, Hodgie. I know it's been a, a bit of a slow burn with Tim, but the, the raw ingredients have been there. And I suppose from an internal perspective, we know not just the pre-season you know, prior to this year, but last year, how hard he's worked. And, you know, as you know, a young player has four or five years in the system. The penny drops a bit more around what absolute professionalism means. Um around not just how they play, but how they build their body up as well. And you can see that he's put considerable size onto his frame. And I think this year is the, the realisation that, given his athletic profile as well, that if he's at his best, he's very hard to beat. I mean, I want to ask you about James O'Donnell, brought back into the side this week. I mean, were you as surprised as all of us that he made his AFLW, AFL debut a couple of weeks ago off, what, 35 days after <laughs> coming to the club? I mean, what can you tell us about him and how much has he impressed you? Yeah, obviously a meteoric rise in that sense. He had trained with our VFL program over the summer, so I was a bit more exposed form, albeit obviously not in the playing sense. Um, look, he's a, he's a really likeable kid, and I think one of the things that you know got him that game was just 
um, his absolute application to things and some good performances in the VFL. Um, obviously, struggled there for um, a couple of weeks and, you know, like a couple of other our defenders returned to the VFL and last week played a really impressive game. I think the, the attraction of James is his size, his height, his athleticism and, um, you know, whilst he, he appears to be better suited as a defender at this point in time, you know, he has got a capability to play in other parts of the ground and I think, you know, Bebo has shown a real affinity for, for players that can play multiple positions and, um, you know, particularly if things aren't going well in a game, you're able to change things up. So he, he certainly fits that bill. I mean, I'm not sure that I've seen a premiership coach polarise their own fan base like your coach does. It, it's, it's a strange phenomenon. You talk to every every other Western Bulldog fan love him, and, and then you, you talk to the, the reverse, and it's 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 amazing how they how they have a polarising view. Are you able to put your finger on why that's the case? And you must get similar feedback holding the position you do. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. I think the the ones that obviously are a lot more supportive, and I think you know we find that they are in in the overwhelming majority. Um, look at what the team's achieved under his um, tutelage, and, and certainly compared to the history of the club, full stop. You know, the last eight or so years under um, not just him, but during his coaching tenure, uh, have been the most successful in the club's history. So I think you know that that part of it's what people hang on to. I think the polarising nature is because he is. Um, a lateral thinker and he is prepared to, to throw the magnets around at times um, you know there might be a, a perception that um, you know he always doesn't always get it right which is which is fair enough but I think that that's where it comes from um, a bit but I think that's also our greatest strength um, you know as you know in, in high performance sport is getting that balance right We've got the mid-season uh, draft at the moment CEO what's your thoughts on the mid-season trade and do you think it will come in? Oh, I, th- I think it will. I think there's momentum um, behind it. Um, I think there's, there's certainly a case for it. I think where clubs sit, it's, it's probably just understanding the parameters around it. Um, but it can certainly help a team midstream um, in, in a more direct way, obviously, than the mid-season draft does now. I think part of the, the challenge and the reservation that clubs have had is um, the potential destabilising nature of it um, in, in the mid-year. Um, as you guys would know, there's always... Uh, come the halfway mark of the year, a dozen or so players at a minimum that are out of contract at every club, um, but they they need to hang in there. They do hang in there till the end of the year, and you've got their focus and buying. I think part of the the concern is that you know if if there is an opportunity to leave earlier in the year, what does that mean if they're not getting a game after round one or two? Um, but I think in in terms of taking a step back and the benefit to the game and freeing up some of the the player movement and giving guys who aren't playing an opportunity to play elsewhere, um, you know, I think philosophically that makes sense. I want to go back to the 100-gamer, Tim English. He's going to go into next year as one of the game's biggest free agents, and, and you've got Aaron Norton there as well who's coming out in 2024. Do you, do you look to start talks early with those guys before they hit their contract years? We've seen a number of clubs recently re-sign players before they hit their free agency years. Is that something that's going to be on your agenda in the back half of this year? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Riley, and, um, and and you understand why and players are, are that ilk. So um, whilst there aren't ongoing contract negotiations or discussions happening right now, you know, Sam Power, who heads up that part of our program, is in regular contact um, with not only the managers of those guys, but, but other managers. Um, and I'm sure, you know, it's the championships uh, at the moment, as you know, and a game in Perth yesterday, so I'm sure Sam will have caught up with... Um, you know, the relevant managers, including those of Aaron and um, Tim over there. But 
they're, they're critical players. Um, the, the other thing I'd say to Bulldogs fans, which is probably the most exciting part, is that they're both really settled and, and committed and, um, you know, we wouldn't expect them to be anywhere else beyond the end of next year. We're all projecting forward, looking at ladder predictors and all sorts of things. I mean, I'm just looking at the dogs. The record against top eight teams this year, one win, five losses. You, you, you're on a knife's edge in terms of making the eight, making the four, uh, missing the finals totally. What, what, what? You just couldn't see a world where you missed the finals this year, could you? You just couldn't see, with the talent we have at disposal at the moment, finals are a minimum, aren't they? Oh, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, year on year, we want to improve on what we um, ended up delivering on the previous season. So last year to lose in the first week of the finals, I think we're all clearly aiming for much higher honours. And um, to, to your question, I think the way that we're framing it internally is, is really the positive opportunity. You know, as Sam said at the outset, um, the gap sort of looking up the ladder isn't too great either outside of, you know, top three Brisbane cleared away a little bit now. So we look at that and go, well, there are nine games to go and there's an opportunity still to to grab a top four spot and that, that's really got to be the mentality and um, to the point you're making we think we've got a really strong and capable list and that should be where our focus and expectation lies. So you think you've got a top four list right now is the, is the bottom line? Yeah we do they haven't all played consistently at that level and um, you know the analysis will show that you know some of the inconsistency that I spoke about at a team level obviously is mirrored by key individuals at, at different times um, but if you look at the nucleus of that team, um, we're speaking about Tim English a lot, who's having a career best season. Marcus doing what he's doing. Um, you know, a few other players uh, as well. Um, you know, they're going as well as anyone in the competition, and you, you build a side around that. Um, just hope for you know a better run uh, as, as everyone does, and everyone has their challenges. Hope for a better run with injury um, over the next few weeks. Obviously, the defensive fifty's taken a bit of a hit, but um, that aside, no, we certainly believe in the players we've got. Riley asked you, uh, Amit, about re-signing some of those key players like Tim English and Aaron Norton. You've obviously been pretty active in the trade and free agency space in recent times. Do you anticipate that might step back a bit this year or will you be active players in both? Oh, I think we always look to, to be active. Um, you know, going to Kingy's question, you know, we absolutely don't think we're the finished product either. We've got some gaps in our list that we do need to address, not just now but for the longer term as some of our more experienced players come into the twilight years. So you're always looking to be to be active in the draft. Um, we obviously and unfortunately lost Josh Dunkley um, to the Lions last year. He's having a great season. But that does arm us with an additional first-round pick this year as well. So that does give you a few more options. Amit, we appreciate your time on Crunch Time as always. Best of luck this afternoon. Good luck. No, thank you, gents. Much appreciated.